Hello, my friends, and welcome to the worldwide broadcast of the Ted and Austin Brower Show, bringing you the latest world news and health research. You guys are having a fantastically awesome day today, as always, and you guys be sure to check out the Hagman Report tonight. Be doing a big detail show with him on a lot of different current things that are going on, so I'll be back on there tonight, so be sure to check that out. And also, for this weekend, an email will be going out later this weekend for Labor Day sale, but you guys are here on the show, so you guys can hear it first. The Labor 5 coupon code, that will be 5% off on the website this weekend only for Labor Day, so be sure to check that out as well, as along with our other sale items like the potassium iodide on sale as product of the week. So be sure to check those out, and if you guys need anything, feel free to give us a call over here at healthmasters.com. Now, the first story that I covered, that I want to cover, and I saw this last night, and I kind of laughed about it in, in a sarcastic way when I read it, and then I thought to myself, I, I've said this for years, and it's funny now that, ironically, this is literally starting to happen exactly what I said was going to start happening. If you recall, when I was... Even building my house a couple of years ago, I told everybody I was actively opting out of any type of smart items. I tried to actually go out of my way to make sure anything I bought as best as possible did not have any smart item features, smart house features, all the Wi-Fi connectivity and all the different random stuff you can get to make your house smarter and basically make you lazier. And so one of those things that I was adamant about when I actually had to order one special was a standard thermostat for my house AC. And I had the AC guy, and he goes, man, trust me. He's like, you want to get one of these smart thermostats because, you know, you can go on your app on your phone. You can turn your AC up, turn your AC down whenever you want, check it. And I said, I don't care. I said, I'm pretty good at turning the AC down when I leave. I've done it my whole life. I said, I don't want the, I don't, I don't want a smart uh, thermostat at all, period. I don't want anything to be able to go in there. I don't want any of the digital nonsense with it, being able to, you know, manipulate with it. Fine, 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 whatever. We got you. So you could put a, put a nice one in, but, you know, a standard one in. And I've told people for years the entire reasoning behind these smart features that they have with the refrigerators, with the thermostats, with everything in your house, the door locks, it's the ability to monitor and control them. If there's an item that has the ability to connect to the Internet, you can hack it, period. Hands down, no question about it. Well, what's interesting about it is now XLE or excuse me, XCEL customers in Colorado – basically opted into a program a while back ago. Then Excel is a company that works essentially with a smart devices, and they offered all types of programs years ago to these, this contract for customers to receive a $100 credit for enrolling in the program and then another $25 discount annually on their electric bill with Excel through this smart AC program. And it was just basically designed to be greener. So, you know, they give you your $100 credit and, Everybody signs up into it and gets this discount, and they're all happy with it. Well, yesterday, 22,000 customers that have been opted into this in Colorado just found out now their thermostat is locked at 79 degrees. They can turn it up if they want to turn the heater on, but they cannot go, go below 79 degrees as far as on the AC system. On social media, dozens of XL customers complained of similar issues. Some people reporting home temperatures as high as 88 that were locked in. 22,000 customers had signed up for the Colorado AC Rewards Program and were completely locked out of their thermostat. The Excel came on and said, well, it's a voluntary program. Let's remember this is something that customers chose to be a part of based on the incentives. And so it helps everybody to participate in this program, and we can all work together to help out with the green energy. 
And what's honestly just almost funny to me about this is this is just, again, another beta test. Remember I told you California's already working on this. They've been working on this. They're planning on having alerts to go to everybody's phone over the weekend to remind you not to use your dishwasher or your washer and dryer or turn your AC below 78 or 79 degrees. And also, too, you can't charge your electric car because, remember, this is all for your safety and protection, and it's all for the health of the planet. They want to make sure you stay at 80 degrees in your house, which, by the way, you're down here in Florida. 80 degrees with the humidity factor that we have is not cool at all. You can get along with it and you can get away with it, but 76 is about when it's hot, hot outside, that's about as high as you're running your AC because of the humidity down here in Florida because it's so wet. And I do not think for one second this is going to be an isolated incident in Colorado. I think this is going to start being a regular occurrence all over the country because once you start having electronic systems placed in your house and you sign up for these programs for these discounts, you better believe they're going to do everything they can to monitor, control, and dictate what you can and can't do. Speaking of dictators, uh, photos and videos have gone completely viral over the bumbling buffoon speech last night that was actually something that was quite disturbing. If you guys saw the part of the video, basically uh, Biden comes out and had, gives a speech over there in D.C., and he walks out and has Marines on both sides of him and basically has everything go red behind him and gives this speech that is something that is beyond whatever I even expected this senile individual to put out there. Stephen Miller came out and said President Biden gave the speech of a dictator in the style of a dictator, in the visuals of a dictator, using the words of a dictator. This was his enemies of the state speech, and like every other radical Marxist tyrant, he has now accused his opponents of being fascist while he engages in the exact same oppressive authoritarian behavior that he's blaming on them. He's the one forcing Americans to go against the world to take a shot. He's the one who's violating our nation's constitution to open the borders. And essentially, this is the behavior of a tyrant. Now, you have to understand, Biden's not doing majority of stuff behind the scenes. He is a very, very massively controlled puppet. And I personally think they yak him up on all types of different amphetamines and cocktails before these speeches because his behavior is so erratic. You see him some days, and he does talks, and the man literally cannot even form a coherent sentence. I mean, he just mumbles, rambles on, just rabbit trails, and then just turns around and shakes hand with the air, and then walks around a circle and gets lost on stage. Then you have other nights, like last night, when he comes out and gives this unbelievably violent, aggressive speech, pretty much calling every single Republican in the United States a fascist, and that essentially he's at war with us now. And what's interesting enough about this, and you guys recall a couple days ago as well, he again, for the third time, the third time now, he threatened Americans with F-15 fighter jets. A couple months ago, he threatened Americans again with F-15 fighter jets and Hellfire missiles. And not too long ago, he threatened all of us with F-15s and nuclear bombs. And he continues to use this reference stating, oh, well, it doesn't matter. A lot of the patriots talk about they need an AR-15 so they can defend themselves against the country. If they have to fight against this country, he goes, you need an F-15, way more than a little gun. And then again, a couple weeks ago, he said, those who say the tree of liberty is water with the blood of patriots, 
guess what? The fact is, if you're going to take on the government, you need an F-15 with Hellfire missiles. There's no way an AK-47 is going to take care of you if you're worried about the government knocking down your door. That's not an actual true statement. But secondly, the irony about this is, if nobody's picked up on this... Your microphone's messed up awesome. Got it. If people understand what's happening right now, they realize that this isn't a joke to the Marxists that are in control, that are trying to run the show right now. They're in all out war with America. You're awesome. You're awesome. You're awesome. You're pixelating really, really bad. All right, I'm going to have to log back in, bud, because this is my right, that's, that's fine. That's fine. Uh, sorry, sorry about that with Austin, guys. He's going to have to log back in. He lost his signal at the office. Uh, you know, we stay at two different locations when we do the show, and so it was one of those things that uh, we have to get him re-logged back in. Well, he's doing a great segment, too. By the way, U.S. life expectancy has dropped again, marking the worst two-year decline in a century. And, again, this is because of remdesivir. This is because of the bioweapon. This is because of the lockdowns. This is because of everything. And so they don't want us to know and uh, you know understand what's going on as far as these lockdowns causing this and these drugs causing this. So they're continuing to obfuscate the news continually. Trump is now vowing to pardon everybody from January the 6th. How many times have I told you guys, and since this happened you know, almost two years ago now, that he should have pardoned everybody before he left office? But he did not. He still had approximately three weeks of time left before Biden took office. That Trump could have written pardons out for everyone and put a blanket pardon out to stop this unbelievable sham show trial that's been going on up in D.C. But now this wannabe Donald Trump who brought us red flag gun laws, carpet bombed the economy by locking down the country and brought us Operation Warp Speed. Uh, he says he's vowing pardons and a government apology to capital offenders if he's elected. Former President Donald Trump said he would issue full pardons and a government apology to rioters who stormed the U.S. Capitol on January the 6th, 2021, and violently attacked law enforcement to stop the Democratic transfer of power. I mean full pardons with an apology to many, he told conservative radio host Whitney Bell on Tuesday on Thursday morning. Such a move would be contingent on Trump running and winning the 2024 presidential election. Supporters of the former president attacked the Capitol as Congress was confirming Joe Biden's electoral college win in the 2020 election, which is, again, a total lie. That's not what happened. If it was a coup, it was the worst stage coup I've ever seen in my entire life, and, and no exchange of power took place. But what I will say is this. Trump is doing everything he can to create a giant divide in the United States of America. He's still doing that, and so is Joe Biden. I'm not even sure that the video we saw of Joe Biden walking out on the stage last night was real. I'm not sure it wasn't a digital presentation that had been in a lab somewhere because reality is is that joe biden doesn't have that type of mental acuity he simply doesn't have it or was it him in a mask was it him and somebody else's somebody else in a mask or was it just a straight digital interpretation a few weeks i gave you guys a link to go to and, it, and basically it was showing somebody impersonating donald trump with a digital impersonation and you could not tell the difference so the powers that run this country that I talked about in depth yesterday, if you missed yesterday's show, you need to listen to it. The powers that run this country, they're doing everything they possibly can to cause a civil war. Now, listen to me. This is really, really important. Trump is not our leader. He is a staged person on the stage, as is everyone else. Otherwise, he would have done what he was supposed to have done when he was in office. Now, I believe he thought he could make some changes when he first got in. I've told you that a 100 times. But he was not who he thought he was after he was in for a couple of years, and he started to march to the beat of this whole cabalist group of people that run the country. In addition to that, because they run the media, they continue to use the media to cause massive divide in the population of the United States to break up Republicans and Democrats and homes and businesses and everything else. And, you know, and, and, and yesterday, Chuck Baldwin, a good friend of mine, 
he wrote an article and he goes, elitists are turning America into a tower of Babel. And I posted this on the website. It says, it's no hyperbole to say that elitists behind COVID and war tyrannies are attempting to turn America into a modern day tower of barrel. And he goes, when I talk about America, I'm not talking, I'm not talking, I am talking about the great independent, I'm not, he's, I'm not talking about the great independent, liberty-loving, God-fearing American people that cover this land. I'm talking about the vast majority of America's governmental leaders, especially in Washington, D.C. These beasts, resembling the ravenous beasts of Revelation, are drunk with wealth and power. In their hearts, their great ambition is to turn the United States into a giant feudal system with the owners and the rulers, and we are nothing but serfs and slaves. In the past few months, I've seen significant increase in the number of constitutionalist freedom riders talking about the collapse of our society. When a nation can collapse, it can happen actually very, very quickly. Then he goes on to say, he said, our start of our collapse of our nation began with Abraham Lincoln in 1861. He's 100% right about that. Then to the point to Woodrow Wilson's 1913 to 1921 acceleration of Lincoln's war against American constitutionalism. But the fall began in earnest following World War II with the presidential administration of Harry Truman. Now listen to this. Truman was America's first Zionist president. He was also a 33-degree Mason. And every president since, Republican and Democrat, has carried the torch for Zionist treachery. But it was George W. Bush who introduced America to the surveillance state. And every president since Bush has only expanded this Orwellian nightmare. The latest expansion of federal police powers is Biden's introduction of a de facto standing army of American of armed IRS agents. But each president only builds on the blocks cemented in place by the administration before him. Biden's IRS army is built on Trump's red flag gun law confiscation precedent. Biden's COVID dictates were authorized under the signature of the seal of Donald Trump. And every president from George W. Bush and Ford is guilty of mass murder and has committed international crimes against humanity. And as far as mass killing go, Trump trumps, pun intended, Biden, Obama and Bush. America's decline has been deepening ever since the dawn of the 20th century and accelerating exponentially since the dawn of the 21st century. But the COVID tyranny and the subsequent war in Ukraine is likely one of the final two punch two punches that puts America down on the canvas. Now, I'm not going to read the rest of this because it's kind of a long article. He did an excellent job, and I want you to go to his website and read it. But here's the thing. He's telling you the absolute truth of what's going on because everybody needs to take a look at what's happening here and how this thing is completely falling apart around us. I mean, it really is, guys. And then another article from the Burning Platform it says, the complete destruction of America's institution accelerates because we are witnessing the destruction of every institution in the land and nobody knows how to stop it. The CDC seems to think that nobody will notice its crimes and the crimes against its sister agencies, the FBI, the FDA, the NIADH, uh, NIH. All these different agencies are basically working together to lock down the country and to keep the company country locked down. They lied about their roles and the nefarious origins of COVID. They conjured up and already had waiting actual dangerous genetic treatments masquerading as vaccines, and then they faked the safety trials to push them into use. Once the vaccines were widely distributed and forced upon many people with mandates, they confabulated and hid information about the adverse reactions and deaths. Oh, one more thing. They destroyed modern medicine. They will probably assist in the destruction of law, too, because the legal system will never be able to handle the volume of lawsuits against all parties involved in the COVID mass slaughter. You think I exaggerate? We are now sailing into the flu epidemic and the flu season with millions of people whose immune systems were wrecked by various shots of mRNA toxic drugs. They're also susceptible to many viruses and bacteria, which normally lurk in everybody's body's ecosystem. 
but would be controlled by otherwise healthy immune systems. Likewise, their hacked immune systems are no longer able to suppress cancers in many forms of which are already way up above normal statistical levels, not to mention the damage done to the cardiovascular system by spike proteins, which linger in human bodies for more than a year after vaccine shots, as well as neurological and brain damage. Former Wall Street analyst Edward Dowd said yesterday that a society of actuaries reported just made public shows that a 20% uptick in excess deaths among the working-age people, which began with vax mandates in the fall of 2021. So all of this is being done on the back burner so you don't see it. And all these things are happening as we now have bobblehead Fauci, who said he's going to resign by the end of the year simply because he's no longer effective. When a politician gets to a point where they've lied so much and everybody just looks at them and spits and cusses and says, I hate that blankety blank. I hate him. He's no longer effective. And as we've told you so many times with the algorithms that come out the, off of the Internet, they know what they can do. They know what they can't do. And they know exactly how much they can push the American population. And the sad part about this is, is when you finally look at it and you see who's running the world, which I told you in depth yesterday, you got to listen to yesterday's show. You start to understand why we have so many people now on psychiatric drugs. So many people are, you know, smoking pot. So many people are on opiates. So many people are trying to drug themselves into a stupor because that God-shaped vacuum on the inside of them cannot be filled with anything but God and the filling of the Holy Spirit. And they're desperate to try to figure out how to fix themselves because they've never seen the country fall apart like this. But because of normalcy bias, they don't want to believe who's doing it, why they're doing it, how they're doing it. So they just pretend like it's not happening. But down inside, subconsciously, they know that they're being destroyed and the country's being destroyed. But they don't want to consider an option of basically standing against the masses who are basically going along with what's happening with this tyranny. That's why I told you guys yesterday and also talked about it, too. 171 million more shots, and you think people aren't going to take them? You better believe they're going to take them. There's a group of people that are going to line up for every single vaccine they can get until they're dead. And that's what they're planning on because every vaccine is going to become more and more toxic as more and more people take them until they kill the population. And then you have to look at the cult, the cult of modern psychology, psychiatric drugs and what they're doing and how they're dumbing people down. You know, here's an article. On August 27th, New York Times reporter Matt Reichel published an article. The teen was surprised that the teen, the teenager, was prescribed 10 psychiatric drugs. She's not alone. The article begins with an honest indictment of psychiatry's using and rising and irresponsible practices over prescribing multiple powerful drugs for teens struggling with anxiety, depression, and behavioral disorders. And he goes on to say, quote, many psychiatric drugs commonly prescribed to adolescents are not approved for people under 18. They are being prescribed in combinations that may have been not been studied for safety for their long-term impact on the developing brain. The practice of prescribing multiple psychiatric drugs known as polypharmacy to be give any given patient has gone mainstream. And, guys, we have a real problem with that right now with both adults and with teenagers. And if you look on the box of these psychiatric drugs, it says warning. They have black box warnings on almost all of them. In fact, I think they all have black box warnings that they can massively increase the risks of suicidal behavior. I've got a friend of mine. I talked to her the other day, and her husband basically had committed suicide about four years ago. He's a pastor. I've mentioned him many times on the show. And he was on a cocktail of psychiatric drugs. Finally, he went to a detox program after a week, and he became so clinically depressed after the week he shot himself and died. Guys, it's so important to understand this. You've got to use supplements. You've got to change your diet. You've got to stabilize your blood sugar. You've got to take omega-3s. You've got to take 5-HTP if you possibly can, and B vitamins and B complex, and especially niacin. It's really important because it will really help with different problems associated with psychiatric disorders in most cases. But guys, listen to me. If you gotta go on a psychiatric drug, I got it. I understand it. Some people have to do that. But make that your last treatment choice, guys, because they're so stinking 
dangerous. Just be careful. Austin, what do you think, buddy, and what's your next story? All right, I'm logged back in over here. How's my sound now? You sound great. Okay, perfect. Sorry about that, guys. Every once in a while, we got a little IT glitch over here at the office, but thanks for handling through that with us. And a lot of what I was saying earlier, and I already got a lot of that out, I want to remind everybody, this is usually what happens in the final phase of a fascist dictatorship. These things are not abnormal. The color they use for the red, it's always been the communist red party over in the USSR. The Nazi party used the color red. They use certain things on a regular basis. The same groups use them over and over and over again because they know they work. This is what exactly they did last night with this video. All the mainstream media is talking about how Biden did good or Biden did bad and this and that. And again, it's exactly what dad rolled back into a minute ago. It's algorithms. They're showing everybody who they are. They're showing everybody what they're doing, and they're seeing what type of blowback they're going to get. They're seeing how much support they're going to get on social media. That's why I've told people before, love it, hate it, regardless of what your opinion is on it. Social media is here, and it's been here for a while. And there's always – I've always told people this. One of the best things you can do is be vocal about stuff on it. If it's there, it's there. You're not gonna you're not gonna boycott social media. I'll tell you that right now. It, it's part of the IT world now. It's just, just, just part of it. You know, back 20 years ago, things were a lot different. You know, Lynn and I were joking earlier because she showed me this meme about uh, back in the day and it said the year is 1996 and it showed a photo of this son and his dad in Blockbuster and it said the year is 1996. You've gone with your dad to Blockbuster to pick out one to two movies and trying to find out which ones are in stock, and uh, life is fun right now. And I started laughing because I, rem- I remember doing that when I was a kid in the 90s and you know, going out and being going through all these movies, spending 30, 40 minutes there and the anticipation and the building. And I told Lane, I said, the problem with everything nowadays is I said everything's too easy. And everybody expects everything to be too easy. Nobody wants to do anything anymore. I mean, kids nowadays, I mean, they just go on Netflix or streaming service and pick out whatever other filthy new movie is out now. And, you know, that's why Hollywood has gotten so absolutely perverse and corrupt because they don't have to produce anything good anymore. Half the stuff just goes straight to streaming. You know, back in the day, they actually have to produce a movie that people wanted to see and people wanted to pay to go to the movie theater for. And people had word of mouth real quick. They said, oh, the movie's horrible. This movie's great. That's why some of the original movies, like the original Top Gun and stuff like that, were massive blockbusters back then and they're massive blockbusters now because people still enjoy that kind of stuff. And what they've done now is they've slowly dumbed down the entire populace and they've made things so easy with the smart devices and with the iPads and with the iPhones and continually made all this stuff that people have to do less and less work and everything becomes easier and easier and easier. Like Lan and I were joking as well. I said, do you remember when you know a, a movie would be on TV or a TV show would be on back in the 90s and all of a sudden it's like – commercial comes on for two or three minutes and it's bathroom break or you got to run to the kitchen and all of a sudden you know somebody's yelling in the other room like oh it's back on there was no tivo back then the best option you had is you had a vhs player you could put in a v you know vhs blank vhs and record it while you were gone and then you could fast forward through the commercials when you get back home and that, that was about the best we had back then and it's interesting how technology has progressed over the last 30 years, and it's interesting to me now how so few people realize what's being done to them from a psychological operation standpoint when you see speeches like we saw last night with that absolute insane, senile individual, Biden, and yet 
a lot of people, like Dad said, they'll still go get the shot. They'll still roll up their sleeve. They'll still ask for their fifth booster, their sixth booster. Even while they're in the hospital on kidney failure, on remdesivir, they'll still keep saying, oh, well, at least I had my 15 boosters. You know, I've, I've, I've done my part. Uh, it's not, there's no there's not the aspect of doing your part. The whole concept of this vaccine is completely and totally false. This is what they've done to lie to everybody over the last two years with this. And Dad made a valid point. A lot of the stuff that Biden's running off of now rolls off the red flag gun laws and a lot of the stuff that Trump signed. The whole thing with the shot, all based down to Operation Warp Speed. And don't get me wrong, I'd much rather enjoy Trump right now than having the bumbling buffoon in office who either is on an amphetamine rant with red lights and Marines behind him in Pennsylvania or he's basically wandering around stage shaking hands with the air mumbling about you know hoses and spaghetti sauce stacking on shelves. It's pretty embarrassing. But again, it's designed to do that. It's designed to collapse the integrity of the United States, and it's exactly what they are doing right now. Also, too, in other news, this is interesting as well. Um, as they're telling us that you know we can't have any guns because guns are bad, and that nobody deserves to be able to have an AR-15 because you know, well, the government has F-15s. It's ironic because I thought about this earlier, and I thought. You know, the man talks out of both sides of his mouth because he's contradicting himself in that speech. If he's saying that weapons of war, F-15s and Hellfire missiles, and that if you have an AK-47, there's nothing you can do about it, well, then technically wouldn't that mean that an AK is not a weapon of war because there's nothing you can do significantly with that little gun, as he said? (laughs) (laughs) So so which one is it? Is it the AK-47 is a weapon of war and it needs to be banned, or is it that – a real weapon of war is an F-15, the Hellfire missile, which, quite frankly, is more like you know an F-22 now. And uh, quite frankly, he's accurate. We're, you know, rifles and stuff, and automatic weapons and semi-automatic weapons—that's old school technology. Most wars aren't fought in trenches anymore. That went a long time away when the, you know the air force and stuff started coming in. That's why World War II went to so much as far as tanks and aircrafts. So again, but this is the lie they constantly say. And then you got New York Governor Kathy Hutchel over here in New York is now saying that they're bringing in numerous new gun controls out into the state, even in spite of what the Supreme Court ruled over there. They're basically saying that they've made it. She's made it very clear. She said, and I quote, "This whole concept that a good guy with a gun." will stop bad guys with a gun. It doesn't hold up. There's no data for this. So that theory is over with. So stupid. I started laughing when I thought that. I said, really? But this is this is the lie they tell you. We're not going to talk about the incident that happened, you know, on August 9th where a West Palm Beach, Florida, where a 22-year-old man retrieved a gun from his car and allegedly threatened to shoot a crowd and a concealed carry holder pulled his own and shot the would-be attacker dead before innocents were harmed. Or we won't talk about the July 17th incident where a 22-year-old concealed carry holder stopped a massive mass shooting in Indiana Greenwood Park Mall when he shot the perpetrator multiple times that basically had an AR-15 that came out of the bathroom and started shooting people in the food court. No, we're not going to talk about any of that at all. And then, I mean, an incident after incident, I mean, I've I got, got a whole dozen of them I can go on here. But again, this is what they do. They boldface lie to you, and then when you disagree with it, they tell you it's disinformation. That's what DHS is put together, this disinformation board from now. And it's funny because you ask it, okay, well, Homeland Security, what is disinformation? Well, disinformation is whatever we deem it to be. So if we say it's disinformation, then it's disinformation. Okay, well, that's actually not accurate at all because there's a lot of stuff you've said is disinformation. It's not. No, sir, you're a liar. You're disinformation for questioning anything we say now. 
That's literally where they've gotten and how far they've fallen. That is why it is so crucial, my friends. You continue to support alternative media that's getting the truth out there. Thank you for supporting Health Masters and continue to speak the truth yourselves. Wherever you go, whatever you do, continue to get it out there because people, people are craving for the truth now. And most people, even ones that have gone along with a lot of lies and have complied and so forth, a lot of people realize that we're in a weird spot right now, that we are in a very, very precarious situation because – and a lot of people have realized it because of COVID. When we started getting lied to repeatedly over and over and over and over again, you got to kind of take a step back eventually. Am I going to believe anything this pathological liar has told me for the last two to three years when I know pretty much every single item that has come out of their mouth has been a bold-faced lie? And now suddenly they tell me I need to believe what they're saying because, well, I need to trust the science? It's like I told you guys the other day. Anthony Fauci comes out during the pandemic, the pandemic, and blatantly says there's no available options whatsoever. There's nothing you can do. There's no supplements. Vitamin C doesn't work. N-acetylcysteine doesn't work. Ivermectin doesn't work. Nothing works at all. The only thing you can do is shelter in place, wear a mask, social distance, and wait for the shot to be your savior to come in. Well, then we got the research study that I brought to you guys yesterday where Anthony Fauci is one of the lead authors in discussing N-acetylcysteine and glutathione production, helping to suppress HIV and HIV patients. And helping to suppress the virus in their body. Oh, well, we're not going to talk about that from 1991. We're, we're just going to ignore that. We're just going to pretend that didn't happen. Well, of course, that's what they always do. So, again, it's so important that everyone continue to get the truth out there. Also, to another news, this is interesting because I saw an article that came up earlier now about face masks. And it, it said the face mask folly in retrospect. And it talked about how there were one – 129 billion masks that were thrown away every single month in the entire world now. And it shows photos now. There's photos of landfills. And I'm talking piles, guys, mountains in certain areas of masks where they're just dropped off. I'm just piles, piles and piles and piles and piles of this stuff, these blue masks. went on to say that in the testing, there were 96 unique pathogens found on used children's masks. 47 studies show mask ineffective at stopping COVID. 32 studies show negative health effects of wearing masks. Seven mask polymers, including in, basically inhalable nanoparticles. 71% of case patients have always been wearing masks that were hospitalized for COVID. And there were 10 things on this list right here. And, and I, when I see this stuff, it makes it just kind of surreal to me. Because, you know, Dad and I were in front of the school board in 2021, April, bringing up a lot of this stuff. And, you know, as all of, all of the individuals on the school board were all huffing and puffing through their mask while we told them this. And I've seen this repeatedly go on. I've told you in San Francisco now, they're taking the school system down there. If any, if three people catch COVID in the two week period at the school, the entire school has to go in full mask lockdown again. And there were 10, Tips are basically 10 points on this article discussing the lie that we were told over and over again. And the first one said the droplet model. They said many health authorities relied on the droplet model of virus transmission. If this model were correct, face masks would have indeed worked. But in reality, respiratory droplets, which by definition cannot be inhaled, played almost no role in viral transmission studies have shown now. Instead, respiratory viruses are transmitted via smaller aerosols as well as possibly object surfaces. Face masks do not work on either of these transmission routes. 
Number two on here said the Asian paradox. During the first year of the pandemic, several East Asian countries had very low COVID infection rates, and many health experts falsely claimed that it was because of face masks. In reality, it was due to very rapid border controls in some of those neighboring countries, as well as a combination of immunological factors that reduced transmission rates. Another one said was the Czech Mirage, Czech Republic was one of the first European countries to introduce face masks. Because the Czech Republic infection rate initially stayed low, many health experts falsely concluded that it was due to the mask. In reality, most of those Eastern European countries simply missed the first wave of the epidemic. A few months later, the Czech Republic had the highest infection rate in the entire world. By then, much of the world had already introduced face masks. The other one, the next one is fake science. For decades, studies have shown that face masks don't work against upper respiratory virus infections. But with the onset of the COVID pandemic and increased political pressure, suddenly studies appeared claiming the opposite with zero backing. In reality, these studies were a mixture of confounded observational data, unrealistic modeling, which is like the CDC, when they took those test dummies and they basically put water in their mouth and they used them to like cough water out and then other ones wore masks. And they said, oh, well. This dummy coughed water six feet, and this other dummy didn't catch water in its mouth because he had a mask on. Well, that definitely means this works. It was total unrealistic modeling and downright fraud. Most of the influential fraudulent studies were all supported and done by WHO mandated meta study published in The Lancelot. Asymptomatic transmission was the next one, which is a complete and total lie again. Factor contributing to the implementation of mass mandates was asymptomatic transmission. Remember that? It doesn't matter. Even if you test negative for it, you're still an asymptomatic spreader walking around giving it to everybody. The idea was that everybody should be wearing a mask all the time because people that were even negative and without symptoms were still spreading the virus. The importance of asymptomatic and pre-symptomatic transmission was still a debate, even though there's never been any type of research that has proved this. In fact, most research has proved this to be complete and total false. Political pressure, as we saw with the psychological effect from different cities and states and governors to push in mass mandates as much as they could. In addition, there was a vicious cycle involving science and politics. Politician claims follow the science. But scientists followed politicians. For instance, the WHO famously admitted that their updated mask guidelines were in response to political lobbying. Not new evidence. Next one on the list was the media. <laughs> Perhaps unsurprisingly, most of the media simply amplified the fraudulent science and political pressure to enforce mask mandates. Only some independent media outlets and some truly independent, independent experts questioned the validity of this science. That would have been us that came and actually did research over years. And I remember the one. This is number eight on here. I, remember, I had this argument multiple times with people. Surgeons wear masks. Surgeons wear them, so they must be effective, right? This is another factor contributing to the mask mandate misunderstanding. In reality, surgeons don't wear masks against viruses in an operating room, but against much larger bacteria and primarily to prevent infection in people that are open from being able to have any type of transmission of bacteria, any type of saliva, any type of sweat. And on top of that, they pump oxygen in these rooms, which the doctors that are wearing these masks for extended periods of time have very, very high oxygen levels in the room, which prevent them from having as much of the side effects from wearing the mask. Another one was the misleading memes, which was kind of funny on this list, but it was right. It was to convince low-IQ social media users of the effectiveness of face mask wearing, several unscientific means that were created and produced and pushed by CNN and other mainstream media outlets. Most notoriously was probably the peeing into your pants meme, sharing how many health experts, many of the memes exploited the fact that people simply don't realize how small viral aerosols really are. 
And the last one on the list was doubling down. After mask mandates had been implemented globally and hundreds of billions of dollars had been spent, it soon became obvious once more that masks simply don't work against any type of respiratory virus. But at that point, neither politicians nor health experts nor Duke citizens who had warned them for months wanted to admit this anymore. This is the biggest factor that I got on to everybody about. Instead, health authorities doubled down, told everybody outdoor masks are mandated, even on beaches. You've got to wear N95, wear double if you can, and the one novel scientific insight produced during the COVID pandemic was that even N95 mask mandate made no difference at all on transmission. But yet they still went to hammer it down over and over and over again. Going back to my point that I always said, this was never about science. It was never about safety. It was all about mass control and to see how far they could push the population into complying with something that was completely useless. But Really insignificant at the beginning phase because people said, well, it's just a mask. And you're absolutely right. Oh, it's just a mask. It wasn't a big deal until it reached a point where people were getting arrested for not wearing masks. That's people right. People were getting in fistfights for not wearing masks. Mm-hmm. People were being denied the ability to go to restaurants and go shopping and being able to travel freely and be able to go into grocery stores for not wearing a mask. That's where it took it to a whole nother level, and that's when I finally told everybody this clearly – it's not about science. This is not about health. This is about demand and control and manipulation of the mass population to see how far they can push them. But I thought that was an interesting article, how it went here. And the one exception that proved the rule, only very few countries in the world resisted the mask folly. The most famous example was Sweden, which resisted the lockdown folly as well. Naturally, Swedish coronavirus mortality remained below the entire European average, even with no lockdowns and no mass mandates in Sweden. And that right there proved to be the same point like we had down here in Florida. After we finally opened everything up after a couple weeks, a majority of places could not force mass mandates because of Governor DeSantis, Florida still remained at the top of the list as far as having the best results and the least amount of deaths and least amount of hospitalizations with COVID during the time. Again, proving the point that I told everybody, this is an upper respiratory virus. Keep your immune system strong. Take your vitamin C and D3. Get adequate sunshine and adequate air. Take care of your body and don't eat as much sugar, and you'll push through it like all of us have done. What do you think, Dan? Wow, that was good, Austin. I, I really like that. That was really, really a good segment. Uh, yes, that's right. And the, the masks do work, but not like they told us they worked. Uh, they work. Let me explain this. The masks work to exacerbate an upper respiratory condition. There's four major eliminating systems in the body, the lungs, the kidneys, the colon, and the skin. And what happens is when you take the lungs and you put basically a, a filter on your mouth and your face and you can't breathe and you can't expire stuff and just breathe things out, you hold all that bacteria and all those germs in. So the masks do work to make COVID much worse for the individual that has it, and it locks it into your lungs. You can't get rid of it by coughing or by sneezing or by anything. You're basically holding it in and rebreathing it over and over and over and over again. And when you take one of these eliminating organs and you take it out of the system, you know, we got the lungs again, the kidneys, the colon, and the skin, it ends up in a situation where the body's immune system becomes overwhelmed. And they knew that. Gosh, of course they did. It was stupid not to know that. I mean, everybody knows that. Any, any basic biology class is going to teach you this. And so they understood that if they could keep people re-aspirating their own poisons out of their lungs, they could reduce O2 levels by putting people in N95 masks. I mean, I've seen people wear multiple N95 masks at once. I don't even know how they could breathe. They would continue to re-inoculate their own lungs with the stuff that was out there floating around from the bioweapon. 
And so the mask did work to increase mortality rates and death. And I was so proud of Austin because he came in with all of this research, these idiot school board members, and he had all this research, and not one of them, not one of them asked to have copies of his research. None of them. None of them. And then I came up right after that. I slammed the mask, too, for just briefly for a few seconds, and then I hit them with cultural Marxism, what they were doing from a communist standpoint. And I really both, – both Austin and I, we did, kind of did a one-two punch on that. You can still watch that online if you'd like to see it. But the reality is this. We didn't put up with the crap anymore, and we said we're going to stop all of this. And sadly, and I've said this so many times, we were primarily the only men that showed up. It was all mothers. And you get a mama bear mad, you got you got your problem, bud. Uh, you, you got a problem. I remember years ago, uh, we were up in Mount, we were up in the Great Smoky Mountains National Park. We were, Sharon and I just just got married. It was like 1984, and we'd gone on a hike. And uh, you know, we'd gone up to the mountains. She was wondering what the heck she'd got herself into because we're doing this extensive hike, like 12 miles up, you know, all the way up, all the way back down a mountain. She's carrying a jug of water. I got a picture of her. It was like she's like, "What am I doing here?" It was a funny photograph, one of my favorite photographs ever of her. And what was funny about that is later on we went to Cade's Cove campground. And you know we're in a tent, right? We're we're not, you know, we we're just, you know, we're just, you know, doing what we can. We're in our twenties, and we park at this tent, and and we so we're sleeping in the tent at night, staying there. It was absolutely great. And then what ends up happening the next day, a mama comes in, a mama bear, and she's walking around the campground, and she's got a little baby bear in tow behind her, and the little baby bear basically is, you know, talking to his mom, you know, tell you how they make their little sounds. And Sharon says, "Get a picture, Ted. There's a bear." And I said, "Okay." And so I got. She said, get over there on that side. I said, Sharon, I don't want to do that. I don't want to be between the mama bear and the cub. She goes, no, you, know, you got to get a picture. So here I am, you know, just got married. I got this young wife, and I'm thinking, okay, I'm going to do this. And, man, right between – where I got between that mama bear and her cub, she charged me. The bear charged me, started chasing me. And here I am running. All you can see is, you know, elbows flying through the air with me, almost doing a Fred Flintstone, you know, straight up in the air. And when I got away from the baby and got away from being between them, she stopped chasing me went back to the baby. This is what happened here in Arbor County. Mama bears got mad, and mama bears went after them. I know we've, you know, we got, we got Alan and Christine, and there are all these different people out there that basically Christy and, Bay, who, and who basically went after these county people, these, these 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 commissioners, these school board commissioners, and got rid of them almost all of them. We got one of them still in the lurch. We want to get rid of her too. But guys, listen to me. I told you that whole story to say this: be an alpha male, get engaged. Stay attuned to what they're doing to your children and what they're doing to your families. It's so important. Now, I want to cover one thing real quick. I've talked about this before, and I'm going to kind of cover it briefly. I want to talk about Princess Diana's car crash 25 years ago because they're having a big thing now on TV about Princess Diana. And 25 years ago, Princess Diana's car crashed inside the Pont de Elieu tunnel in France, in Paris. Her lover, Dodi Fayad, died upon impact along with the driver. She was in the back seat, and she survived. It took almost 40 minutes to get her from the car to the ambulance, which was basically, as my opinion, as all my opinion, was done on purpose. The official story is they were trying to free her from the car, but several witnesses say that the Diana was conscious and unobstructed. In other words, there was nothing holding her in the car. Photographs show that the back seat of the car was undamaged, and witnesses were pleading with the police to open the door and to help her. Once the ambulance arrived, it took 40 minutes for them to choose a hospital, and when, the fi- when, they, when, the, when they finally set off, the ambulance drove at a snail's pace and made several stops, about 40 minutes to drive less than four miles. 40 minutes to drive four miles, it should have taken four minutes. Doctors were turned away, witnesses were strip-searched, cameras were confiscated, and no evidence was gathered, no blood samples were taken. By 3 a.m., the entire scene would be sprayed down with high-pressure water hoses. 
Mercedes wanted to study the wreckage to see why it fell so badly, but they were denied. Diana's body was then taken by the royal family, had her reproductive organs removed under the watchful eye of Michael Burgess, the deputy coroner of the Queen's household, before burying her remains. I mean, why would they take her reproductive organs? How weird is that? All 17 cameras along the route of the crash, including the tunnel, were mysteriously turned off and all radio police frequencies went down. Witnesses were assaulted and threatened and there was no investigation, not until the inquest 10 years later, which is when most of the people learned that Diana had penned a note in 1996 saying that someone had was going to kill her in a car accident. The note was concealed for six years. At the inquest, experts agreed that Diana would have survived if they had gotten her to the hospital, but the blame was put on the, upon the military-style attack. According to the witnesses, a group of motorcycles, along with a white Fiat Uno, worked in concert to crash the car, first with a blinding flash of light, followed by an explosion to the front tire of the Mercedes. Sounds funny, doesn't it? During the inquest, a former MI6 agent described being shown the very same plan in 1992 for a possible MI6 assassination. Whoa. Because of all this, the inquest ended with a verdict of unlawful killing, blaming her death on the mysterious military hit squad. But the mainstream media spun the entire thing to make it sound like it was the paparazzi that caused her to crash, which is demonstrably false. And while there's no investigation into the finding of the members of the military hit squad, three years later, the alleged driver of the white Fiat, who ties the MI6, reportedly committed suicide. Of course he did. And after being found shot twice in the back of the head and burned inside of his car, they said he was a suicide. I'm going to say it again. He got shot twice in the back of the head. He was a suicide and burned inside of his car. Because apparently he wanted to keep his mouth shut. During the inquest, many things were kept from the jury, such as the fact that Diana's seatbelt was found to be defective and the evidence of the seat being sabotaged and the car being sabotaged. Increasingly, these things would have brought more suspicion toward Doty's father, who, after turning down repeated offers from the French government to provide security, was solely responsible for Diana's security detail. And at the last minute, had them leave the security detail in front of the hotel as a decoy and take a different car. Wow. Left only with a security guard, they were also assigned a new driver, Henry Paul. Basically, but he had received over 50,000 francs a day of the crash. And this was all kept under the watch of Mohammed Ali Fayed, who was deeply connected to the intelligence community. He was business partners, would listen to this, with one of Lee Harvey Oswell's CIA handlers and represented the grandfather of Mohammed Atta, but none of them, none of that was mentioned in the inquest. Instead of with the help of pop culture agents, they basically said that Diana was pregnant with Dodie's child. Maybe that's why they removed her reproductive organs of the fetus, correct? And Prince Philip had killed her because he was a racist, which seems like a strange cover story. That is, if you don't realize that the entire thing was a satanic ritual. Now, here we go. I said all that to say this. Rituals are meant to be witnessed at the death of Diana is steeped in Satanism. The royal family, originally known as the Saxe-Coburg-Gotha bloodline, changed their name to Windsor to sound more British. Their inbred family is traced, and I mentioned this yesterday, all the way back to Vlad the Impaler, otherwise known as Count Dracula, with several proud Nazis in the family, including Prince Philip. The royal family is obsessed with pagan ritual and all things occult. According to the carefully planned breeding of royal bloodlines, the marriage between Diana and Charles was supposedly in the Morovian ancestry of Lady Diana to be seated into the royal family. So Diane was well aware of this, and she referred to herself many times as the Windsor Brood Mare. They were married at St. Paul's Cathedral, owned by the royal family, and built upon the site of a temple dedicated to the goddess Diana. Now, the area where she died in the tunnel, in the tunnel was an ancient Druidic sacrifice site. Thought I'd mention that. According to occultist beliefs, the goddess Diana was Lucifer's consort, and on Friday the 13th, 1313, they produced a magical daughter named Aradia. 
Okay, this is also with Freemasonry tied back together again. Is the same trio known as Osiris, Isis, and Horus. And this ritual is shown in the Roman Polanski film, again, Rosemary's Baby, where the innocent virgin is unknowingly recruited by a satanic cult to mate with Lucifer and spawn a child. Now you say, Ted, you're really going out into a really deep hole here. Yes, I am. And the reason I'm saying all this and I'm going into detail this is because this is what they do at the highest levels. Stanley Kubert showed you this in Eyes Wide Shut. And these people, you need to understand, this show I did yesterday is an absolute must-listen, considering what I just talked about right now. All of this stuff is deeply rooted in the occult, Satanism, and Kabbalah, all of it. And I've told you guys for years that it was a satanic druid sacrifice. And that's why I told you for years the entire world is being run by the ancient Canaanite cults. Now you guys are saying, wow, Ted, you really stepped out on this one. No, I've known this for years, many, many years. She was. I could go into more and more detail. I know so much about this. But the sad part is this. The vast majority of the population knows nothing about any of this. They're not wanting to know and they're not going to know and the christian pastors are continuing not to say anything about what's really happening in the world and if we can wake up the church and get the christians pastors to start talking about this we can change all of this stuff but guys that's the only hope we have left at this point because the media hollywood the newspapers the internet everything is controlled by this group of people except for a few how should i say rogue shows like this one in which we try to tell you the truth about these people are and who they really are but this is an ancient Canaanite cult that is still running the planet, and they're doing whatever they want to do to us now to bring in their one-world religion. And again, listen to yesterday's show I covered in detail. I had the opportunity to pray for you guys yesterday. I've not yet prayed for you guys today. I love you so very, very much, and I just really appreciate all of you and your continued prayers for me and my family. And I thank you for the continued support of Health Masters. And you guys are amazing, and I love you so very much. Austin, finish it up, and I'll talk to you guys on Monday. Absolutely. And, you know, as a lot of the stuff is, continues to happen, and it's almost like it's it's speeding up now, if anybody has noticed that. It's like the time frame of everything is starting to get faster and faster and faster. And I think personally it's because the individuals that are behind the scenes pulling the strings with this stuff, they know now time is getting short because of how many people are starting to wake up. You know, the veil had been pulled over a lot of people's eyes for years and people just kind of went along with stuff to get along with it. And like I said before, a lot of us, you know, even down here in Florida, we never realized how bad our Polk County school board was and how many Marxists were on the board. It's quite frankly, it was stuff you just kind of, well, whatever. My kids are in public school system. I'm not really worried about it. You know, we'll just kind of go along and just whatever. And nobody really care. I'll be honest with you. And then all of a sudden we started seeing the behavior and the absolute disdain and disrespect for these young children and having these children wearing masks outside during recess in the Florida heat. I saw it right in the middle, you know, August, September 2020. And all of a sudden everybody starts kind of asking questions. Why, why is this still going on? I mean, what, why is this happening? Oh, well, just, it's science. They have to do it for their protection and ours. I'm going, it's not safe. You got you know young developing children that need adequate um, adequate amount of oxygen. You're making them wear these giant masks on their face while they're outside sweating in the sun during recess. No, this isn't okay. But again, we sh- we saw their true colors, and now we see all of their true colors now, and that's why we're doing everything we can to vote these individuals out. And that's why I've repeatedly told everybody: make sure you're getting involved in November, wherever you're at, whatever state you're in. I mean, this this is this is going to be a very interesting year. And these these individuals on the left, these hardcore Marxists, 
they're not going to stop without a fight. I mean, you guys, like I said, if you saw that speech last night with Biden, I mean, he blatantly called out the entire American patriot community and declared war on us. He said, we don't believe in the rule of law. We don't believe in the Constitution. We don't believe in freedom. Literally what he said. And I'm sitting there going, I'm like watching it, and I'm like, I know this guy is senile. But the fact that they are so blatant they're going to write his teleprompter to actually say this on national television. Remember, this wasn't a campaign speech. This was done over there as the White House administration. This is the formal declaration of the current administration right now on what they believe. And we've heard some pretty rough rhetoric over the last few decades with certain individuals. But this by far is the most extreme fascist rhetoric we've ever witnessed from a U.S. sitting president that is blatantly calling out and declaring war on all American patriots now. As, like I said the other day, the third time now he's called out and he said threaten Americans with F-15s if we decide to do anything. Guys, this isn't, this isn't a question of if. It's a question of when. If they keep pushing us and pushing us, you see what's going on with the FBI. There's so much, so much chaos and manipulation and lies that are going on with that whole thing now. Now they're saying that they haven't found anything. Even the top secret documents were nothing now. The photo they released to AP. That everything that basically they found there, nothing's been information that's been he wasn't supposed to have. Well, yeah, we already knew that. We knew they were going to try to doctor stuff up, and I don't think that's over with yet either. They're going to keep pushing the narrative as long as they can. And that's why it is so important that everybody continues to get the truth out as much as possible. Also, too, in other news, there's one last thing that I want to talk about on here. It's saying now, and this is why it's so important to continue to prep for the future and look at markets. I tell you guys this. Remember I said the housing market is starting to cool down? Well, now Bank of America, dad brought this up the other day, and so far now I have fully verified it. They are now saying that they are going to start prioritizing first-time Hispanic and black homeowners with zero down, zero closing costs, and zero minimum credit score in order to get fully financed on these houses now across the country. Guys, they're literally doing 2008 all over again right in front of us. You can't even make this up. This is exactly what they did in 2005, 2006 that led to the market crash. No minimum credit score, no money down, no closing costs, basically sign and drive on a massively, massively overbloated price house. And, uh, yeah, by the way, we'll give you variable rate interest, too, so your payments will be super, super low. You'll get in a half a million dollar house for only 500 bucks a month. Hey, when that rate goes up, don't be mad at us when your payment goes to three, 4000 a month. I mean, it's exactly what they did. And now Bank of America is starting it all over again. I guess they figured they couldn't bring the housing collapse fast enough, so they're going to make sure they accelerate it a little bit with this absolutely – before, here's the thing about it. Before when they did it, it was all across the board with everybody. Now they're blatantly saying it's only going to be for Hispanic and black homeowners, so they're going to make sure that they're – going to do this but they're going to be racist while doing it i guess <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know what to say about that but so just something to think about there also too they're now saying that as the food price is still continuing to grow exponentially they're seeing more and more issues with crops with watering with flooding all across the midwest i was reading another article about it and this is why i've continued to encourage people please make sure you're doing your due diligence if you need backup food the organic food buckets are in stock with sales. The meat buckets, if that's something that's out of your price range, please make sure you're getting organic beans and rice and store them properly. 
or what other other types of food you want to store in Mylar bags. There's a lot of different ways to do it if you can't afford the food buckets. The food buckets are convenient, but I understand a lot of times people are trying to do stuff on a really tight budget. And the organic food buckets, there's no cheap question about them. They're expensive to even produce because, I mean, you're using USDA-certified organic storable food. You know, it's got a shelf life of 25 years. So, again, please make sure you're doing your due diligence because there's no question about it. There's going to start being some very strange things over the next year food cycle. Because, remember, the food cycle is about a year, year and a half delay. What you see right now has been an effect of what's been going on for the last year, year and a half. What you're going to see next year is what we're seeing right now going to take effect. So always be aware of that. Thank you again, my friends, for the support. Be sure to check out the website at healthmasters.com if you need anything. Product of the week, potassium iodide on sale right now is product of the week. And be sure to vote for what you want to see win next week. Hope you guys have a blessed, awesome Memorial Day. Have a great weekend. Stay strong. Stay safe. If you guys need the coupon code to order anything, Labor 5 on sale right now on the website for the coupon code. You guys are first to get it here on this live show. Have a blessed, safe, awesome weekend. Enjoy Hagman tonight. We'll talk to you again next week as always. Broadcasting to the U.S. and around the world by way of clear digital audio, 22,500 miles above the planet. This is the Global Star Radio Network.